everybody, the SWP is brought to you by All Insurance Ontario and Jim K. Ford, where you can custom order your next Ford vehicle to ensure you get the exact vehicle you want at the right time. Easy steps. Jump online at jimkford.com, select your vehicle, choose your model, trim, and options. Then the Jim K. Ford team will contact you to confirm your selections and pricing and answer all your questions before your order is placed. Easy as that. Your vehicle created your way. Jim K. Ford, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans or jimkford.com. If there's one thing I love almost as much as sports, it's helping people get the best deals on insurance. If I can't help you get a better rate on home and auto insurance, I'll treat you to a coffee. Call me or text at 801-2659. Check out allins.ca. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. The SWP with Steve Warren and Jim Jerome. Ottawa Sports Talk every weekday. All right, let us see if something emerges from what we talked about off the air in the way of topics. It is the SWP. My name is Steve Warren. I'm here in the nation's capital doing my thing. <laughs> and Jimmy's out in Edmonton being all Albertan. James, what's going on with you today? Uh, Stevie, I'm all good. Uh, let me first say, uh, on a serious side, I've got to thank you for yesterday uh, when we recorded the Suspendables. Uh, I got kind of emotional about uh, about my son. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to help him and feeling sorry for him and thinking he has sort of less value then. And uh, it, it worries me as a parent. Uh, and I got to talking about it with uh, Rusty and you, and you jumped in there uh, as a, as a good friend um, and, and kind of, it kind of talked me down to be honest with you uh, about okay. what it was. And so I, I invite people to listen to it. You had great advice. He had a great take on it, and uh, I, I appreciate it. It, di- it didn't get lost to me, Stevie, is what I'm saying, uh, what, what you said yesterday. Well, just to reset, you were talking about your son and concerned about family members who are constantly going at him with, what are you going to do with your life? Like the old Twisted Sister video. What are you going to do with your life? And mm-hmm. it's uh, getting to a stage where it's it's troubling him. It's bothering him, and, uh, and I, f- I fully feel that. And you're really concerned about it, almost like really emotional about it on the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just, I guess I have a different perspective on things. And um, I had said that, you know, and not, and, and there's no comparison. It's apples and oranges. But as a dad who's got an autistic son, it'd be kind of cool to hear one time somebody actually have expectations for him mm-hmm. as if to say, mm-hmm. hey, um, what are you going to do with the rest of your life, buddy? Uh, I never yeah. get that question. Whereas on, you know, in, in your case, I think it's probably coming from expectations are coming from a place of love and a, and a place of great respect for the potential that is there. And so mm-hmm. I don't think anything is meant by it. And that was the take I had yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Any, anyway, it was, um, you know, further on the, on the, on the backstory, as they say, um, you know, him, him and I sort of run parallel lines uh, our, our lives with, with what challenges are for us, uh, as, as they were for me growing up. So I fully understand what is difficult for him. That isn't difficult for other people. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and it makes you, it makes you appear. There's a great book called, you mean I'm not crazy, lazy, or stupid. Yeah. You know, it's about some attention issues and, and 
and other things that that you're wondering why I can't, uh, you know, why I have trouble being on time, why I have trouble balancing checkbooks and all sorts of other stuff that you begin to second guess yourself. And then he's surrounded by, um, you know, high achievers. You know, my ex-wife is a doctor. Her brother was a lawyer. Her brother's wife was a lawyer. Her sister's a lawyer. Her husband's a lawyer. Their kids whistled their way into university and one of them laughed their way through med school. And, and my two other kids know what they want to do. And the, the, the issue the issue is he's just not sure what he wants to do. He's 23 years old uh, and yet feels pressure. And, and that's what bugs me. That, that's what bothers me where I get my hackles up, uh, you know, where uh, ostensibly, right, it looks like, as you point out, that they're trying to come from a place of support and love. But, but I see it as, you know, putting added pressure on, on a kid who's under lots of pressure already you know uh anyway. well, I bet in 19 out of the 20 cases if there's 20 people i just throw that loosely out as a number if there are 20 cases of family members going at him with what are you going to do with the rest of your life kind of i bet 19 are coming from a good place and so if yeah, you have right. a conversation with everybody i think they're going to be buying in completely and right. uh i think what needs to happen there is a discussion about what the hell does it mean in life to be a quote-unquote high achiever and I, I would argue that it has nothing Good to do point. with money. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the houses and mansions and, and the status of your job and the status against your friends. Are you happy? There's your high achiever. The person who is happy is a high achiever. Yeah, well said. Yep, well said. All right, so let's jump in today. Got lots to get to here. And I would say this, that I believe it is the greatest female athlete in history who is now going to be retiring shortly. Tennis player Serena mm. Williams. Announced today she is going to walk away from her tennis to focus on the family. Should the countdown has begun, she announced today she's ready to step away from tennis so that she can focus on having another child, focusing on her business interests. And uh, basically, this is the beginning of the end of a career that completely transcended sports 23 times a Grand Slam champion. And I think one of those Grand Slams was while she was pregnant. So right. a very special yeah. talent like we've never seen before. And so, uh, yeah, it'd be a bit of a farewell tour. Uh, she hasn't got the c- complete timeline for her last match, but it could happen at the U.S. Open, which starts up at the end of this month in New York. So we might be a month away from the end of Serena Williams' career. Right. She used the expression, the light at the end of the tunnel. I saw her press conference uh, because she won her first round match. I, th- I think it's the Canadian Open uh, where they're playing the women. It's called the National Bank, I think. And yes, the National Bank Open is in fact on. And uh, Leila Fernandez, by the way, was a winner over Storm Sanders in her opening match. Yeah, she, uh, yeah, Fernandez, because she had the broken foot. They showed what, what actually happened to her foot there a year ago. Uh, anyway, she wins. And Serena won her first round. So her post-match uh, press conference was asking her about that. Mm-hmm. And she used uh, the expression, well, I, I think I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And normally that would be reserved for people who are starting out in their career, you know, struggling, saying, I'm, you know, I'm beating myself against the wall. I'm, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. I've had good luck, bad luck, ups and downs, but I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Tunnels are bad. Tunnels are bad. Yeah. So uh, when she said that and she started laughing her head off, uh, you know, and, 
And so reporter said, what do, you, what do you mean you can see the light at the end of the tunnel? You, are you joking? And she said, no, no, I'm not. And, and they asked her, what's the light look like? What, what's that light you're seeing? What is it? And she said, freedom. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she said freedom. And, um, I, you know, we can't, we can only imagine, I guess, Steve, everyone thinks of the life of the, of the superstar athlete as nothing but fun and, and you know, platoons of cash and, and don't ever complain about anything. Um, you know, we saw yeah, Osaka, right? Naomi Osaka be taken down when she said, this is too much for me. This is too much for me. And, and pulled out of, I think, the French or, or Wimbledon, one of, the, one of the two majors, because she was having a bunch of trouble. Uh, you know, it was a mental health issue. And, and, and Serena, when she said that, uh, I th- you know, it, it kind of tells you that it's not all fun and games you know that this thing is a fucking grind you know it's a grind no matter what level you play at and so that was her answer you know and uh uh, to what you said it looks like she she's obviously talking about retirement she said what all what all athletes do after an illustrious career that i can't do this forever and i've got to start to think about it and uh i you know will she go to the u.s open steve i think it depends how she does here but but clearly she's hanging she's gonna she's gonna retire shortly uh and and it may be this year and you know the other thing stevie is not only this this incredible unbelievable record is she broke the mold for the physical type of tennis player right she's big she's muscular you know she's thick uh you know she's and so when you you know if you someone that stature said i'm gonna play tennis you'd go yeah i don't think so you know i i I don't think so you can't it doesn't look like you're gonna be a tennis player you know and and she's just been a a brute out there right a brute you know every time you see her you go how can how can this girl whip around a court so fast i mean she carries a bunch of extra weight and i don't mean overweight you know what i'm saying stevie like she's i'm trying to think of other sports who I think of this Alejandro Kurt, you know, who's just not your typical baseball player. I wouldn't compare him to her, though. No, no, but I'm saying he's the other end, short, you know, and or other sports that I look at, you know, short mm-hmm. guys in basketball who make it, uh, you know, um, guys under 200 pounds in football who do it, uh, small quarterbacks, you know, Doug Flutie, right? No one ever gave that guy a shot. And so... You know, when they look at Serena Williams, right? People say, "You're not going to do well, man, as a tennis player." So, but she did. She oh, did really yeah. well, Steve. <laughs> well, in the early days, Venus Williams, her sister, was she was all that. She was winning all the majors and the Grand Slams, I should say. And mm-hmm. uh, you had to think there was some Venus envy initially. But oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah good. Okay. so I apologize. Good. But yeah, Serena Williams obviously became the far better player, and uh, yeah, Venus Williams has been a shell of what she was early in her career for about a decade now, but I want to go back to what you were talking about with the grind. And I I do think that some people just assume because they love it, you know, they're weekend warriors. They play it once or twice a week and they say, Oh my God, imagine if I had a chance to do this for a living. I think too much of anything, no matter how great it is, can become tedious. Right. I'm thinking about my favorite pizza. I had a bunch of it. I'm like, I don't even want to, I don't even want to see that pizza anymore. I think about, I don't know. Um, What's another good example of it? Like hockey players, you know, the grind of so much hockey and flying around 
I mean, the money's great and the sport is great, but too much of anything is tedious. I played two golf games in a row. I got to about the 14th hole and uh, I just didn't want to play anymore. I wanted to just walk off the course. I was So even adult film stars, when you think about that, James, adult film stars, you what? can see quite clearly when you're watching the male actor, he's just sometimes not into it after a while. It gets tedious after a while. Well, I'll have to watch, Stevie. I haven't watched in a while. I'll have to check that out. But <laughs> I thought I'd get more out of you from that. <laughs> I don't think it would be tedious, Steve. I'm here to help. You know, I'm telling um, you, you watch yeah. some of these male actors and they just don't seem into it. I'm telling you. Uh, you know, the, the, the other thing that people forget, Steve, is with, with it comes the big cash. But with the big cash becomes uh, a caveat here in, in your life, you know? It's like, okay, we're Nike, we're Adidas, we're whoever, you know, Under Armour, who's ever going to sponsor you, you sign the giant ticket. Now there's that pressure, right? Where they're saying, okay, you got to do appearances, um, you know, make sure you endear yourself to the fans. That's who we're selling our products to. You know, the, the consumer is the end, end result of what we want to do. And there's that whole game, Steve, with the pressure from agents and managers and and corporate sponsors mm -hmm. you know and so you're selling yourself to the devil a little bit yes for lots of money but uh you know throw that on the heap right throw that on the heap of saying by the way uh you're you know i don't see how you you know let's talk about how you see your life being laid out and then we'll correct all of that and tell you right. it ain't going to be that anymore you know so freedom freedom is what she's she's talking about so it gives you an idea yeah, still with women's sports, Canada is going to host the 2023 Women's World Hockey Championship. That's kind of cool. That was announced today. They don't have dates or locations yet, just that uh, they've awarded next year's tournament to Canada and the 2024 championship to the USA. And uh, yeah, I assume that there's going to be some kind of a, I guess it's, uh, I just want to double check. Yeah, they haven't officially announced what city will host, but uh, they'll Worry about uh, things from a national level for now, but still with Hockey Canada, of course, we know they're in the midst of scandals. There were a bunch of retirements. There's all kinds of calls for uh, people to be fired. And interesting news in that Toronto lawyer Andrea Skinner has been appointed the interim chair of Hockey Canada's board of directors. She's the first woman to hold the position in the organization's history. She takes over from Michael Brindamore, who resigned last week. And uh, as mentioned, Hockey Canada's in the midst of a scandal. They're under all kinds of uh, public and governmental microscopes for the handling of the sexual assault allegations against members of the past junior men's hockey teams. So I think this is, I mean, she's, uh, she's, she's very qualified. Again, she is a lawyer, but she also has a great hockey background in that I believe she was a, an NCAA player back in the day. Uh, she played four years of women's college hockey at Cornell and she was elected to the board for the first time in 2020. So she has experience in the role. So love to see that. And I'll, I'll be honest, I kind of have the Ricky Gervais take on things when it comes to um, genders, sexes, I guess right. is a better phrase in that if, if you have, you know, a group of a thousand men and a thousand women, I would have a lot more trust in the thousand women to do the right thing than I would the men, just based on right. life experience. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, that, that's an, this is an interesting day, you know, to, to see that and, and kudos because 
they've got to be beating the drum, you know, and they've been doing it for a long time. And, and that, that ain't easy, man, falling on deaf ears and, and, and all the shit that comes along with it, trying to get support and corporate money and everything else. So Right. All right, let's take our first time out on the program. We're going to get our Leaf Hatred on in just a second with more Tales from the Tigor Vaults parody song of Outcast's Hey Ya. We'll also get into Jacob Truba, kind of surprisingly, getting the New York Rangers captaincy. That's up after these words. Have your insurance rates been going up year over year? You're not alone. It's happening to everyone. I'm Josh from All Insurance Ontario. Send me a text and see if I can save you a bunch of money. 860-6008. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Jim K. Ford is celebrating their 40th year of serving Ottawa. In my opinion, you just don't last that long in this business without being elite or any business. Jim K. Ford has always been family-owned and operated. They're an amazing team of professionals. Right from sales to service is constantly training and improving, making sure that you have the best possible customer experience. So, Do a little shopping today at jimkford.com. Order up your dream vehicle exactly the way you want it and visit them today, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. One, two, three. The Senators came around because they want the crown and this I know for sure. How does Toronto do with sucking all those years and coming back for The thought alone is killing them right now. Thank God we got the sense, the only decent team here in Ontario. suck. Hey, more tales from the Tigor Vault. Hope you're enjoying those. All right, so the New York Rangers, James, have a new captain. They haven't had a captain since the 2017-18 season when Ryan McDonough was the captain. He's been in Tampa Bay for several seasons now. And uh, they finally got around to that, and they've given it to Jacob Truba, even though you've got bigger stars and guys like Chris Kreider, Artemi Panarin, and Mika Zibanejad, and they've been fluctuating the alternate captaincy since mm-hmm. uh, that 2018-19 season. And uh, over the last couple of years, Trouba was part of that because, of course, he was win- in Winnipeg before that. So I find this an odd choice, though, when you have the superstardom that you've got across the board there. Even Artemi Panarin kind of jokingly waded into the waters about the choice. He's just kidding around, but he put it out on Twitter today. He goes, Jacob, Jacob, congratulations, my man, even though I would have been a better choice. And then a big smile on his face. (laughs) But it it is interesting that they decide to, you really, I guess, have to be in that room to know what kind of a personality Jacob Truba is. But uh, all I've seen out of that guy is a lot of penalties, a lot of very borderline hits that, come up high and concuss guys. We've talked about that in previous episodes. This guy just has a penchant for it. 
Nathan McKinnon got one from him and uh, very much on the borderline. But uh, yeah, with all those superstars in New York, and this is a club that made it to the NHL's version of the Final Four this year, what do you mm-hmm. think of Truba getting the C? Well, you know, it, it has the markings of of Glenn Sather on it. And, and I'll tell you why. Um, you know, all those years that he was here uh, and, and talking to all those players about Sather, he was very unpredictable. You know, mm-hmm. he was... Uh, he was quirky. Uh, he was, you know, like I say, unpredictable. You didn't know where he was going to go with decisions and lineups and, and who was going to play, who wasn't, who got more ice time, who didn't, who thought they should, and they didn't. Um, so he doesn't, he doesn't show his hand all the time. This, this thing to me, Steve, it looks like it, it could be not so much that, that Truba deserves to be the captain, but the other guys don't. You know that that you're going. Yeah, you you didn't do what you're supposed to do, and and you know it, it's like I look at it like being benched. You know, you think you you think you should be playing. Well, watch this. You know, you're not doing what you're told. You're you're not anywhere near you think you are, and so you're si- I'm sitting you out tonight, and and that has the feeling of that to me because you know from what you say, right? It it, it doesn't make sense, right? Mm-hmm. Never. You don't often see this, right? You see. You know, KG veterans, guys with success, guys who've had a long career. Uh, you know, and they're they're not always the the top goal scorers, Stevie, for sure. Uh, but that's what this thing looks like to me. That that a Sather move going. Yeah, you guys are all full of yourself. Fuck it. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I don't know if Sather did pick it or not, but that's what it reminded me of when I heard it. Go, that that sounds like a Sather. Oh yeah, right. He's with New York. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not. So I'm not raining on Truba being a bad choice or a bad hockey player or anything like that. But he's a three-year New York Rangers, and you've had a guy like I don't know, like Kreider. God, how long? Let me just check this. I want to see for a sec. How long has Chris Kreider been a New York Ranger? Like, right? That uh, he goes back with the club to the 2012-13 season, so he's almost a decade in. Whereas Truba's been there for three years. Kreider's an older player. He's two years older than Truba and uh, he plays a hard game as well and just came off a 50 goal season. And I, I really am he of the three. I think that's the guy that I would have given it to, but I wonder if you even need a captaincy, to be honest, it, it looks cool on your Jersey. It's a feather in your cap. You're seen as the leader, but leaders are going to lead regardless. Really all, all to me that the letter even means is it looks cool in the picture. I think it makes you look more complete as a team but I don't know. I don't know. Certainly in minor hockey, I've always said totally unnecessary. Minor hockey, all you're doing it, when you're dealing with children is if you have what uh, you know, 15 skaters, two goalies on your team. All you're doing is uh, disappointing the other 14 skaters who didn't get the C. Right. It's like taking everybody out, everybody out to Dairy Queen after the game, and only one kid gets ice cream. Yeah, the rest right. of you sit in the hot car. It's fine. So. Right. Um, even at the NHL level, I'm not sure it's even. Uh, it's great. It's a neat tradition. It's uh, prestige behind it, but it really is a small role. So probably uh, right. Well, you know, lots lots of players, Steve, who wear the captaincy. Uh, when you get to talk to them about it, you know, you know, the the whole thing about the captain, right, is not to me. It's it it means nothing during the game, right? It means nothing during the game. It, it really doesn't, right? They don't. The coaches make all the decisions. The, you know, the the captain is only, I guess. 
you know, from a from a sort of rules perspective, who's allowed to stand right there outside the box when the refs are calling penalty shit? I I, I don't know what what it, how it works, but you know, there's there's lots of captains when they ask them that you know the 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 big job of the captain is what happens in the room, you know, what happens off the ice, who's rallying the troops, who's you know, there's there's many things that these captains do away from the rink, you know, with dinners and 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 support and and looking after young guys who come on the team that's one of the really big jobs that i've heard consistently mm-hmm. from from captains that you you know you're always going to have rookies you're going to have new guys who are wide-eyed and not sure how to handle themselves and and who to talk to and who not to and how to handle themselves on the road and and with their families and you know how to deal with all that and and generally that's the the captain right so and and apparently it's not that big a challenge to find that guy you know who that is you know, even Gretzky, right, uh, said, you know, inside the room, I don't, I don't say anything. It was Mark Messier, you know, who's, who was not the captain when Wayne was there. And he, he was the guy. He's the go-to guy. He's the leader. He's the guy who's, you know, rallying everybody and screaming and giving tough love here and, and giving shit to guys when, when they weren't playing right and, and doing all the other great things that you need to, to, to be a hockey team, you know. So, um I agree. I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, it's not, you know, and, and look at many other teams, you know, as you go down the list, um, you know, some of the veteran guys who get, who get traded, uh, you know, when maybe they should be retiring, I've always thought, well, it, it's probably because they need that guy to, to, to be the guy in, you know, with, with the players. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot more to it, I guess. Uh, the one part of the captaincy that I always find interesting, I mean, as a player, even at my low level that I played coming up, I hated hearing from teammates, you know, barking at you. You know, that's leadership, right? People say, oh, yeah, he, you know, like Messier, he'll grab you by the scruff of the neck mm-hmm. and say, you got to get going kind of thing. I hated mm-hmm. hearing from teammates unless it was cheering, unless it was something right. positive. And that's, right. how I, that's how I felt as a coach when I was, I was like, I would tell my captain, listen, here's the role. It's not as, not, not a huge deal, but. What I want to know is, you know, come to me if you if if you're seeing something that's, you know, going to affect the the way the team is going forward as a group. Um, but don't talk to the other players in terms of what they need to improve on. Just talk to them to be supportive. Um, if they come to you for advice, great. But do not get into the correction part of it. Do not right. give anybody shit. Just come to me, and I'll and I'll, and I'll handle the whole correction process. I I don't want players doing that to each other because I think that erodes the. Uh, the team bond and the chemistry. And uh, I wonder if that's true at some levels in the NHL. I know, I mean, people are people, guys are guys. And I know there are some guys in the NHL who have that personality. The last person they want to get shit from is one of their peers on the team. Yep. There's nothing, Steve, that destroys a player faster than losing their confidence. 100%. Uh, Right. And, and that's the big, that, that is a big thing that this captain has to do is, is maintain the confidence of the players and and that can be that can be difficult right Mo, you know most importantly when a guy's going bad is is who, who's talking to him who's handling him you know when when a guy gets when a goalie gets lit up when a guy goes minus four when a guy gets benched uh when he gets drilled in a fight you know when uh when he when he you know takes a penalty that he shouldn't have right mm-hmm. They begin to lose their confidence, and and so you need. That's where that captain comes in, right, to pull the guys. I go, look at man, just keep trying. 
you're doing fine. Don't worry about what happened. You know, don't worry about it. You're all good here. You're all good here. Yeah. And, and to me, that must be vitally important with, like I say, a lot of the, a lot of young guys going to the NHL, Steve, they, they hardly open their mouth for three or four years, right? They're mm-hmm. wide eyed going, you know, look, look who's on my team here. Look, you know, look what's ahead of me. Fuck. I, I hope I don't screw up. <laughs> you know, so. Anyway, good luck to Jacob Truba, who will wear the C for the New York Rangers. And we'll close it out with uh, a funny Jersey story. And it comes from Kevin Bieksa. I read this on social media today. According to Bieksa, uh, the NHL's most famous twins and Bieksa's old teammates, Daniel and Henrik Sedin, they would actually do this, apparently, at the NHL level. They used to switch jerseys occasionally for fun. It started in their minor hockey days in Sweden, and they, at the NHL level, according to Bieksa, they would randomly switch jerseys before preseason games, all-star games, and Bieksa says, quote, probably even more than that. So it is possible that the stats of the Sedin twins aren't quite accurate because they may have switched their jerseys and, in effect, were both imposters. Oh, kind of cool, huh? Kind of cool, for sure. It's kind of cool, Steve, if we were twins... You know, Stevie and Jimmy. And we do that. Uh, and then uh, I'm wearing your jersey, Stevie, but I get a hattie that night. Yeah. Okay. I ring off five points and I'm Jimmy and they're going, well, Steve Warren racks up five. Wait a minute here. Hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. We're Wait just a minute. Give me here. back my fucking jersey. Whose idea? <laughs> it's me, Jimmy. Huh? What are you doing? That, yeah, that would be the tough one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy, tough game tonight for Jimmy, but. Yeah, but, but Stevie lit it up. He's wearing my jersey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that blew up in your face, Jimmy. All right, let's close it out there. Our website, ladies and gentlemen, stevewproject.com. We invite you to have a fantastic day, and we'll talk to you in our next episode. Good night, everybody. We'll see you.